On today's show, holy crap, the Dallas Mavericks played the most chaotic game so far this season, and that's saying something. And the biggest takeaway of the, of the game, the Mavericks are better with Luka Doncic. <laughs> Turns out, we'll break that all down, talk about how the Mavericks got the overtime win against the Clippers on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Hey, hey, Dallas Mavericks are NBA champions. Welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor, writer at Mavs.com. The overtime ogre, the one more thing king. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Woo, the Mavs just Woo. finished up the five-game Woo. stretch that defined the season. We know everything we need to know about the Mavericks after that stretch. I mean, <laughs> this is exactly what they needed. And I know you could probably say this like, hey, they need every win. But, you know, losing those three games without Luka, getting Luka back. We both were sitting here on this pod yesterday saying, uh, probably probably won't see Luka tomorrow. You know, the knee re-aggravating the knee at practice and stuff. And the dude fights through it. He said after the game he really, really wanted to play this game. His dad was in attendance mm. at this game, and, you know, in L.A. And, uh, man, what a fun game. Ah, maybe Luka won't play. 41 minutes later, Luka Doncic definitely played and made an, an absolutely huge impact, as everyone could have guessed from the from the beginning. But, uh, yeah, so much to break down from this game. Just how did the Mavericks go to overtime? The Mavericks were up by 10 with three minutes left in this game. Uh. One second left, the Mavericks were up by three. I mean, just an insane, insane game. Overtime, the Clippers scored one point. Porzingis was the leading scorer with 30 points. There's so many different things. Uh, the refereeing in this game, there's so many things. We'll get into it. This episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. Also, thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen every single day. Remember, Lockdown Maps is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can watch us. Get excited about Luka Doncic coming back. There we go. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into this game. The Dallas Mavericks get the overtime win, 112 to 104, against the now just heated rivalry, heated rival Clippers, right? Like, it, this is a rivalry. The, the Clipper bros from Lockdown Clippers have been trying to tell me that for a year now, and I'm like, yeah. This is a like this is a legit rivalry for sure because if every single game is going to be like this, like every game that they play, then this is one of the best the best rivalries in the NBA right now. Yeah, well, I mean, for this era of Mavs, like you know, we went for so long with Dirk that you know we had San Antonio, you had yep. Duncan, you know, down the highway basically, and we had years and years of that rivalry. But now it's kind of like this new age of of the Mavs. You know, Luca's been here handful of years and if you had to pick a rival for Luca and these new Mavs it's the Clippers facing them two you know two straight years in the playoffs and stuff and feels like every matchup now is a is a good matchup they played in the preseason you know now they played you know back-to-back games in LA and both of them this one 
Especially a good game. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so many things to get into, but Luca, his first game back after missing three games, we talked about what we learned about the Mavericks yesterday on the show without Luca. Like, what, what, what are the Mavericks without Luca? And it turns out they need him. That was sort of the, the conclusion we came to. Spoiler alert. That's what we decided. 26 points, nine boards, nine assists for Luca. Uh, got three early fouls, got pretty quickly two, two fouls in the first quarter and foul trouble was a little bit of a story for Luca throughout this game, but credit to him and credit to, to Jason Kidd again. Jason Kidd has done this now with Porzingis and with Luca. These guys get in foul trouble early in a quarter and he'll just leave them in there. In third quarter, Luca got his fourth foul in the first like 40 seconds of the quarter. Dumb foul too. Really dumb foul. Like he he called it was one of those fouls where Luca fouls somebody, then he looks over the ref and and says me, like points at himself. And you're like, "Oh, that's a foul that he intended to make because he's like, "Ah, oh, it was me. It's my bad." And then you just think, "No, Luca, you had three fouls. You can't get that fourth foul that way." But credit to Luca and Jason Kidd. Leave, they left him in the in the quarter. He played nine more minutes after that, or eight more minutes after that. Scored 15 points in the third quarter, and it woke the Mavericks up. Yeah, man. I, yeah, so much about Luca even playing this game that we talked to talked about at the beginning of the pod. But you know, after the game, he credited the you know the the medical staff, training staff, and everything for getting him ready to play this game and to play those 41 minutes. I think kid, you know, he joked about it after the game. He's like, oh, he's, you know, he's a young kid, but still it's like, you know, he obviously hasn't, hasn't played uh, because of the, you know, because of the ankle and then the knee thing, but for him to go out there. And like you said, that foul trouble is it's that fourth foul was the one that I'm like, here's that's, I think that was the turning point of the game of kid making that decision. Do I leave Luca in or not? Because him leaving Luca in and then Luca goes on this run. I mean, he, he, I know at one point he had 15 points in the third. He might end up with more than that. No, he had but, 15. Okay, so I think on the flip side of that, Ty Lue is an incredible coach. But why on God's green earth did they not just attack Luca all the time? Like as soon as Luca got his fourth, I'd just be saying, "Hey, go at, go at Luca, get the switch. Like let's do this." This team, this Clippers team, isn't built for that. They don't have these guys that just drive at guys over not and over again. Built like that, they're not. They're built different, and in the way that they're built different, they're a jump shooting team. They take jumpers. Reggie Jackson jumpers. You know, uh, Eric Bledsoe jumpers now i, I guess <laughs> paul george he's a jump shooter he's not a guy driving to the rim creating contact like he he's can, not he can though he can he do could, that but he, that's not what this could've. team does this team you know the, i listen to the lockdown clippers and they're always lamenting about how this team can't get to the free throw line and can't can't create you know free throw attempts and so th that's just what this team is and so it may have been smart to to leave Luca in because this team doesn't you know doesn't fa doesn't create contact like that and doesn't have anybody that really gets to the line in that way. Uh, so it was pretty interesting. Maybe it was maybe it was a calculated move. But yeah, Luca gets that fourth foul. The Clippers are up fifty to forty four. Then just three minutes later, the Mavericks take the lead after Luca hits a couple of threes, and then the Mavericks go on a little bit of a run after that. They end the, they end the quarter up. They end the quarter up four. So they were down four at that, and then they. We're up for at the end of the third quarter. That was absolutely huge. Lucas, 15 points. And he hit three threes in that stretch too, which was insane because at halftime, I was looking up what's the least amount of threes a team has ever hit. <laughs> or when was the last time a team didn't hit a single three in, in a game because the Mavericks started this game absolutely awful from three. I think they were 0 for 13 and Luca finally hit one in the first half and they were one for 14 at the half. Just absolutely awful from three nobody could hit anything and finally Luca hits those three threes they get everybody you know awake and excited the other thing we should mention my big takeaway from this game the Clippers tricked the Mavericks into into doing ball movement 
right? That's not the correct verb for that, but I'm going to use it. Doing ball movement. The, Wait, the you clip- talking about Paul George, like Fallon Dorian, that type, or <laughs> the clip? <laughs> there, the there was definite ball movement on that okay, on that okay. Paul I, I George yeah. on that Paul George Fallon Dorian for sure. There was ball movement. But the Clippers in the second half really, really committed to trapping Luka, doubling Luka, picking him up at half court, getting him, getting the ball out of his hands. And so what did the Mavericks do? They put a big in the middle. Now, some of the time, the big was Willie Cauley-Stein, and we'll talk about that later in the show. But uh, when Willie Cauley-Stein has the ball in his hands, quite literally anything can happen. Anything can happen. Like the odds just go in a ridiculous direction. You know, when Star Wars, when C-3PO tells them what the, the odds are of them surviving and Han Solo looks back and says, never tell me the odds. That's how I feel with Willie Cauley-Stein. Never tell me what's going to happen or what, what the probability of this is going to happen. I just want to sit and watch it and see, and then uh, I'll react to it. But man, uh, when, when KP was in the middle, when Maxi especially was in the middle and, and Willie did some good things. We'll talk about that later. But those guys all were breaking that trap in the middle of the court. Dorian as well. And they were kicking out to shooters, and the Mavericks had to swing the ball around. They had to move the ball around, and that actually got them out of that rut. And then they finally hit some threes. They finished the game 12 of 39 from three. And so uh, they finished the game pretty well from three. Yeah, I'm going to save my Willie thoughts for later on the pod. I just want to add this about Luka and the third. We got we got a little glimpse of Luka magic. And mm. I know for some people it's like, okay, well, we get to see Luka play all the time. Believe it or not, I mean, we're what seventeen games into the season, sixteen games. Wow. Uh, we haven't we haven't really got to experience a ton of that Luca Magic moments, stretches, runs, the you know the the crazy plays, the threes, how he's hyped, he's building off the energy of the arena and everything, and we got a little bit of that tonight. And that's what made this game so much fun. And I I think even just looking at the fan base over the past you know, week, two weeks, you know, Luca goes down even before that it was clunky. It's everything, but especially over these past, you know, three, you know, losses, you know, the impact of Mavs Twitter in that. And just, (laughs) I think, but there's a collectiveness of fans that, you know, it's kind of just like, man, just like, just kind of down, you know, like even us are like, ah, down. Why is this team boring? Right? Like we've said that on on this podcast, but it's still, it's like three games in a row that we lost. And to get that like jolt of energy to see Luca Magic in, you know, I can't imagine if we didn't have Luca. Like, imagine being like the Kings for so long and you just don't have anybody. And I don't have to. I don't have to imagine. I don't, <laughs> do you remember when we started this podcast? Where we, where this Mavericks team was? Yeah, yeah. I don't but have it to was imagine. Just fun. That. Like, I miss. I'm. <laughs> I miss seeing you know Luca having those runs, and I want to experience that i feel like i'm a a junkie now i'm like i need more of the luca magic give me more (laughs) always all right coming up let's get into this game let's break down how the mavericks won this game or took this game let this game slip away took the game back and then won it in overtime we'll break that all down for you coming up but do you know why free trials renew without your consent it's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is something that you absolutely need. If you every once in a while check your you know, you know, bank statement and say, what the hell is that? What, what is that thing? I don't remember signing up for that. It's something that you probably signed up for a trial and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I, I don't need this anymore. You forget about it. And then all of a sudden, a couple months later, you have three or four charges on it. Truebill helps you save on that. On average, it helps people save $720 because 
$720 a year because companies make subscriptions really hard to cancel. So they'll do it for you. Don't fall for subscription scans. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Also want to tell you about Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. This is the remains of the one I ate today. Coconut Ooh. brownie chunk. The greatest built bar. They're absolutely great. I actually do love them. I eat them myself. Isaac and I spend our own money on these bars. Uh, and right now, 20% off site wide. You can go check out built. They're coming out with new flavors. They just sent us new flavors. Did you get yours in the mail? I got the the ruby chocolate, the key lime pie puff. No, uh, because I haven't changed my address. Oh, they got sent to your old place. Isaac's I, the people living in Isaac's old place now get to have these built bars. Got a treat. Uh, there's a bunch of different ones you can check out right now. Go check it out. Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 so that they know that we sent you. LOCKED15. Get, you'll also get 15% off. So go check it out. Built.com. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's break down this game. The Mavericks get the win in this one. We've talked about... You know, the first half, we don't have to get into the first half. Let me just tell you what the stats were at halftime. The Mavericks had an 85.5 offensive rating. The Mavericks are scoring 89 or 89.5 points per 100 possessions. Awful. Absolutely terrible. That's dreadful offense. Uh, there were 28 fouls between the two teams at halftime. Ooh. Shout out to Kane Fitzgerald, player of the game. If anyone knows how I can get a uh, signed jersey of his, I would love to uh, frame that and put it on my bookshelf. 32 free throws combined at halftime. It was absolutely a ref show. I, I, I DM'd the Clipper bros and was like, these refs are insane. And he said, it's just insane. I don't understand anything on any part. Um, Luca had 11 points, three assists, three fouls at halftime. KP had 13 points. The Mavericks had nine turnovers at halftime. It was just a, it was just brutal. Uh, but the Mavericks were only down by six at that point. Then the third quarter we've talked about. I think about they only had 41 points at halftime too. Yeah, yeah, it was 48 to 40, 42. So the Mavericks, but the Mavericks were only down by six. So you're like, okay, well, the Mavericks aren't playing terrible, or the Mavericks are playing terrible, but the Clippers are also playing terrible. And so the Mavericks may be able to take advantage here. Um, Luca, then we talked about the fourth quarter, or third quarter. Luca picks up his fourth foul. Let's get into that fourth quarter, though, because that's where the game really heat. It's heating up. That's where it really, really gets into it. So the Clippers started trapping, they started doubling. The Mavericks were breaking the trap with the big men in the middle. Willie Colley Stein was doing his thing. KP was doing his thing. Uh, and Dorian and Maxi on defense were doing their thing. Yeah. Absolutely great all game. We'll talk about them a lot today, I'm assuming. But finally, uh, at 6 minutes and 48 seconds, I noted that Dorian hit a three. Finally, uh, after some great ball movement from the Mavericks, the Mavericks then take the lead there. Absolutely huge. Down the stretch, we had a Dorian three, a Porzingis three, a Tim Hardaway three, another Dorian three, a Maxi dunk out of bounds. Then it's three minutes left. The Mavericks are up 102 to 92. Ten-point lead for the Mavericks with three minutes left, and you say, okay, well, there's no chance that they 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 <laughs> they ruined this, right? There's no shot at this. Uh, then Maxi gets a block on Terrence Mann in transition. Two Nasty. minutes. Luca and Maxi both together block Terrence Mann at the rim. So you're like, okay, two minutes. The Mavericks are still up by 10. Uh, but the Mavericks are just taking bad shot after bad shot after bad shot. They're not scoring, but they're also stopping the Clippers. So you're feeling good about it. Then with a minute 30, Michael Reggie Jordan scores a three. Uh, Clippers first points since five minutes and 12 seconds. Uh, Jason Kidd talks a lot about defensive runs. He's something he wants the Mavericks to focus on. And the Mavericks from five minutes and 12 seconds to one minute and 30 
held the Clippers scoreless. I thought that was a huge stretch in this game. Without that defense, the Mavericks don't win this game or don't even go to overtime. Dude, their effort defensively was a whole different level. Like they wanted this game so bad. Like it felt like a little bit more than some of these other games. And what a difference having Maxi Kleber in the lineup. Like, I mean, he played he played 35 minutes, almost 36 minutes off the bench tonight. And but what a difference it is having him at the end of the game. Like, that's the Willie Dwight, the whole like thing about about our center rotation. But that's your closing lineup right there. Unless you want to go small, like play around, whatever. But like Maxi was huge in this game. Defensively, like you talked about the block on man, he can switch, he can hold his own, he can hit hit the three pointers. Some of his passing tonight, he had that sequence was back to back to where he had this incredible pass down low that he he kind of like read KP cutting to the basket. Like when the split second that he passed it to KP it was a bounce pass. He, uh, Maxi was kind of under the goal and he turned around, did this like bounce pass to KP. I'm like, as soon as he threw, I'm like, what are you throwing it in it? Like it was leading KP to the basket. And then he came back down and hit a three of the next possession. I'm like, God bless. Please never leave this lineup again. Love Maxi. He's great. We've said this a million times. These role players on this Mavericks team, they're not bad role players. They've just as always as role players. As role players. They've just have they've they've had to have played like above their weight class over the past few years. And I love Maxi, love Dorian, love these guys. Oh, absolutely. That you're just gonna end there with the with the love. I'm sorry. Gonna, I was, gonna, gonna end with I felt like I was going too much. I could go all day about Maxi. <laughs> Uh, Maxi had six assists. Five of them were in the fourth quarter. Mm. That mm. that's huge right there. And the the one that the one that wasn't in the fourth quarter was his absolute dime of a pass to Sterling Brown when he hit the buzzer beater at the <laughs> yeah, end of yeah. the third quarter. So uh, in the last, basically the last like twelve point one of regulation, <laughs> Maxi had six assists. So that was absolutely huge for him. So both on the defensive end, if you just looked at the box score, you'd say, "Oh, Maxi, what did he have? Two steals and a block? Yeah, that's pretty good." But you, you don't. This is one of those games we have to watch him and see what he did on defense. The stops that he had at the rim, the times that he's recovering, the dip and the difference between him and Willie Colley Stein defensively. If I just want to do this real quick, is something I texted you in the middle of the game. Willie has one action on defense. Like he he'll contest a shot and then that'll be it. And it and then the next person that gets the ball is is going to the rim and they'll score. Maxi has more than one like you'll see maxi contest multiple shots at the rim he'll go out and guard somebody in the perimeter and then the next thing you'll see him defending something at the rim like there's just action after action he knows where to go he knows where to be and i think that's the big difference in defense and so when they switched from willie to maxi the defense really really picked up and that was the reason why um all right, the rest of the the rest of this game. So so reggie bullock's or reggie um reggie bullock didn't play but reggie reggie jackson scores and then all of a sudden Kennard hits a three. It's a five-point game. Uh, KP and Mann get a jump ball. Clippers get it. Uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, Reggie, Reggie Jackson hits another three. Two-point game, two point game then. Um, Clippers foul Maxi. Maxi hits. Did you talk about the kind of boneheaded plays from the Mavericks, though, in this run? Like, Luka, I mean, the, the boneheaded the bone plays were just the offense. The last three yeah, minutes offense. of offense in this game in regulation were, were awful. Just absolutely terrible. I, I noted it. 
Tim Hardaway missed a three late in the shot clock. Tim Hardaway missed fade two-point shot late in the shot clock. Tim Hard Luka Doncic missed step back three, rushed it. KP missed fadeaway shot. Luka missed three. Oh, like they, they was that just... the fadeaway on Luke Kennard that yes. I like texted you freaking out about? Yes. KP. KP's playing so dang good basketball right now, and I am so <laughs> happy for him. In the, and he had such a clutch bucket in this game tonight in the paint. But man, when he caught that ball and did a fadeaway on Luke Kennard, I was like, <laughs> KP, you're so good. Like, yeah. in the, early in the game, he leaned into to, to, to Bledsoe and hit a shot over him, but he faded against Luke Kennard. It didn't make it. That didn't make any sense to me. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, the Mavericks' offense was terrible during the stretch. The Clippers just kept coming back and coming back, and then Maxi misses the second free throw. If he would have made it, the Mavericks just win right there. But he misses the second free throw. There's one second left. The Clippers get the offensive rebound. One second left. 1.1 on the clock. Inbounds play. Dorian on Paul George. Paul George has somehow, some, somehow, somehow, has time to bobble the ball, collect yeah. it. He bobbled step, it earlier, too. Step back <laughs> and hit a three over Dorian. And somehow the ball just literally right as the, the light goes off, the ball is off of his hands. He hits the three, tie game, go to overtime. Oh, man, the Mavericks offense was brutal at that the end of that stretch. Uh, but we'll get into overtime coming up. We'll talk about how the Mavericks actually pulled out this game. Clippers scored one point in overtime. How did the Mavericks accomplish that? We'll talk about it coming up. But before we do, let me tell you quickly about betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to put down some money on sports. If you want to bet, if you want to gamble, you want to wager, Thanksgiving's coming up. You're going to be sitting around with, with family and friends, and that's good for a little while. But eventually, you're going you're gonna to want something to, to pique your interest. And there's going to be a bunch of football games that a bunch of you are like, I don't know if I care about this football game. Lions, Guess what? Bears, here we go. Put, put down 100 bucks on a game, and you'll care about it all of a sudden. Uh, Lions, Bears, let's talk about that game. Bears, three-point favor on the road in Detroit. You want to all of a sudden care about a dumb football game? Put like a hundred bucks on the Bears. <laughs> if you do that, you could also win some money while also having fun watching the game and, and get invested. Cowboys, nine point favorite against the Raiders. The Cowboys at home. So if you want to put money down on that one, you can as well. BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Isaac Harris, let's finish up this game. There's so much to break down, but let's let's finish out this game in overtime. The the group the group the the crew of Luca, I tried to say group and crew at the same time. The crew of Luca, Porzingis, Maxi, Tim Hardaway, and Dorian continued their great play at the end of the fourth quarter into overtime. Mavericks won the tip. KP tips in a shot after multiple efforts from the Mavericks. I think Dorian got an offensive rebound in there. Is Dorian a good offensive rebounder? <laughs> That's Isaac's Possibly. favorite. Isaac's favorite phrase. Uh, then you go to the other end. Morris misses a corner three. Maxi hits a corner three at the other end, and uh, two Reggie Jackson wedgies in overtime. What the same player? Two wedgies in OT on the same side of the rim, doing the same action in Creepy. transition, going for a layup. Just weird. If you ever feel like you're in a simulation, just go watch that back, and, and it'll confirm all everything. Um, and then just just stuff happened. KP hit it, you know, um, you know, uh, Dorian broke the trap. KP cut the drive dunk, like absolutely awesome. KP is at his best when he's cutting. He got one of those buckets in overtime. Then weird thing at the end, there was a loose ball foul on Terrence Mann. They're going for a, you know, they're going for a tip after a, a weird foul, loose ball foul on Mann. They reviewed it, they confirmed it, but then they also retroactively gave KP 
a technical for clapping. As soon as I saw him clap, I thought for sure he was getting a tech. And then they didn't call it in real time. And then they went back and reviewed the Terrence Mann foul that that uh, um, that Ty Lue uh, challenged. And then they gave KP a technical. Didn't know you could do that. That was weird. But the Mavericks had won that game. Had had won the game at that point. Clippers just didn't have any gas left. They looked really gassed at the end of this game. They just they didn't have enough for this. But uh, yeah, that's how the Mavericks pulled out the game at the end. There, they just were able to get a couple plays. The, in overtime, sometimes in basketball, you just need a couple plays, and they got it with a maxi corner three, KP tip in the KP cut, and you know dunk. That was just exactly what they needed. Yeah, I thought KP. I mean. I thought he played such a well-rounded game in this game. I and mean, what he finished with as far as rebounds was, he had seven boards in this game, 30 points, like you said earlier, led the team in that 9 of 16 from the field, 56% from the field, hit a couple threes. I Man, he's just he – had a, he had an answer to Kevin Gray after the game tonight that I thought was really incredible. Just him talking about how, how much fun he's having, how he's he's playing more free right now. And just the whole answer to that, I'm sure Kevin's going to share it somewhere, but it's it it kind of just shows you it's a peak. Let's let's just lean into uh, Jason Kidd's uh, car analogy. It's a peak underneath the hood of how you know what KP is feeling right now. So I want to you know be able to touch the car. It's <laughs> incredible. What a callback. <laughs> But, but no, man, I'm so happy for him. He's playing really good basketball. Him and Luca together. His post game, you know, thing on the court uh, with with the crew, the Bally crew. There, he was crediting Luca a lot for being back, and they just played so much more free together. I do. I want to point out Dorian when Dorian hit Have those to. those two threes. I was so dang hyped. I know because <laughs> it's like oh, I was so proud because he, you know, he obviously <laughs> and missed a lot in this game. And but you he went over six so- to start, right? 0-6 to start, but dang, you know how many minutes he played tonight? He played 48 and a half minutes tonight in this game. Hey, that's usually not possible, right? There's 48 minutes in an NBA game. Shout out to Will Chamberlain, who averaged over 48 minutes in a whole season one, <laughs> one year. But um, how are you feeling if you're Josh Green right now? Because no, we're not doing that today. <laughs> no, we're not doing it today. Josh I'm Green not. couldn't play even, I know. With, we'll do, even we'll, with all the injuries and everything. Him I'm or so Moses confused. Brown. No, I'm not. Do, I'm not doing that today. It's it's not the day. Uh, yeah, today is not the day. Dorian Dorian is different than some of these guys. Like a lot of a lot of people, are, you know, try to lump Dorian into these other role players, and they say, "Oh, nobody can hit shots." The Mavericks role players are useless. Dorian does other things that aren't just shooting, right? And he, he made up for it in this. He had two offensive rebounds. He had three steals, a block. He had an assist in this game. 17 points. He only hit two threes. So he had 11 points that were outside of that. And he's not like driving and dishing. He's not, get, he's not getting, you know, he's not creating shots for himself. This is all hustle, right? It's all hustle. It's all you know, cleaning up stuff. It's all doing extra things. We're obviously super biased about Dorian. We love him. We think he's a great guy. We've uh, followed his career ever since the beginning of kind of our careers <laughs> covering the Mavericks. But He's he's showing things, and it was the Mavericks don't win this game without him. Yeah, I thought he, you know, he was putting the ball on the floor. It's one of the biggest things we've talked about his his growth as a player. But yeah, I, I just yeah, I liked his defense tonight. He tries hard all the time. I think you know, while we're talking about Dorian, uh, while we're talking about Dorian, Bobby Corrala tweeted out that the Clippers scored one point in overtime. It's the second time in franchise history that the Mavs have held their opponent to one point or fewer in extra time. Guess when the last time the Mavericks held their opponent to one point in overtime? Oh, gosh. I'm, I don't have no clue. 
Do you remember one of Dorian Finney-Smith's first... I vividly remember this. Dorian Finney-Smith's one of his first games. It was an overtime game against the Bucks, And he goes out there and, and Rick Carlisle puts Dorian, a rookie, like undrafted rookie, on Giannis. And he stops Giannis in this play in overtime. It was the big swing that, that won the game in overtime for the Mavericks. Jason Kidd was the coach. Whoa. <laughs> That's an incredible stat by Bobby. But uh, Dorian was part of that, too. So this is like the, the, you know, the whole scope of his career. Dorian had an incredible stop late in, uh, you know, in this game, too, against both Re- Paul Jackson. George and Reggie Jackson in the same play. It was, it was incredible. So it was like now we get to see that's the scope of, it, of Dorian's career so far. I do want to go a little somber note here. Um, Why are you always trying to take us down? I'm worried about the JB injury. Yeah, yeah, we have to talk about that. I, you know, when it happened, I was worried because I didn't see a turn. And foot stuff gets gets weird. And, you know, at first it's like, man, I hope this is an ankle. But, you know, you're sitting there watching watching the Kobe's there. And, you know, the Kobe's, you know, the ankle never turned. And it was, you know, it's a foot injury. You know, he was questionable. Then he was out. They, you know, classifies it, you know, as a foot injury. That's why I was. But if you're watching on YouTube, my head's been down. I've been texting um, somebody about the the Brunson injury, just trying to get an update on it. But I think they're just going to see what uh, it's like over the next few days. And because he you know, kid wasn't asked about it after the game tonight, and he would have just give the same answer. I'm not a doctor, but that's what he he that's every time somebody asks him about an injury, that's what he says. Say, so listen, I'm not a doctor. Jalen Brunson's a basketball player, and we'll see how. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see how uh, he feels, but but no, I, I am I am worried about it when it gets into foot you know foot injuries and stuff. I'm hoping for the best, but I'm kind of scared. Yeah, in the second quarter, Jalen Brunson drives. They called a travel on him, and uh, you know he heard us. He came down. He came down on his foot, and uh, and then he limps out of the game, limps to the locker room, and then afterwards, the Mavericks also report, which I found pretty interesting, uh, that the Jalen Brunson the X rays were negative, and so the Mavericks thought that it was that serious that they were going to take X rays on it. That is what kind of has us worried here. So we'll see. The Mavericks have three days off right now, though. So that is a positive in that in that favor. They'll be able to check. They're going back to Dallas tonight. Uh, if you're listening, the whole league has three days off, right? Or no? Uh, well, the Clippers play on Friday, so no. Uh, Clippers pl- Clippers play at noon Pacific time on Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. Wow. <laughs> Clippers Pistons, get ready for that one, guys. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but Jay- so uh, Jalen Brunson, as we're talking about him, brought up a point. Brunson only played 11 minutes because of the injury, scored four points. Tim Hardaway Jr., two of 10 from three. When's the last time the Mavericks won a game where Brunson only scored four points and Tim only was, you know, was two of 10 from three? That barely ever happens. This was a big win for the Mavericks. And if you just look at that. Well, yeah, and 30% from three as a team in this game, you know, Trey Burke only played 10 minutes. This is why, you know, these guys, I mean, Dorian, 48, Porzingis, 40. Tim and Luca both at 41. I mean, it was just a pretty heavy minute. Uh, then Maxi at 35. Outside of that, then it's like 11 to 10 minutes, you know, for some guys on the team there. So, what the shift from, you know, Willie started in this game over to White. Uh, Willie struggled a lot early on that to the point to where I feel like I, I clicked on, I've tried to avoid <laughs> team of play here. Try to, uh, try to, uh, Avoid Mavs Twitter, you know, some during games. I've tried to get better at this year, but I clicked on the app uh, during that first quarter stretch, and uh, it was just all about Willie. 
<laughs> he had some uh, some tough sequences there, and uh, but you know, I, I was actually you were we were texting about it. I had my hand raised, ready to ask Jason Kidd. I literally texted you during the game, and I was like, "I'm asking Kidd tonight about Philly. <laughs> I just I need to know like yeah. what he's seeing, what he likes about it." And then Tim Cato beat me to the answer or to the question, basically, of hey, you know, the starter starting lineup change and. Kid pointed out it wasn't anything that Dwight has done. That that was a real so that was a real interesting quote to me. Kid said we talked about it in practice the day before. Thought it was a good time to make a change. He said Dwight didn't do anything wrong, but Willie Colley Stein being a playmaker there at the end of the game, I thought it was I thought he was great and did a good job starting for us. Yeah, so he does make better passes and decisions on that short roll and. I think Van that, Dwight. I think so. Yeah. I think Dwight's been doing well at that this season. Ooh, put it on the board. He he's not better than than Porzingis or Maxi though. I would say like if no. I was gonna if I was gonna order those, dude. Would, KP's gotten so much better. At, so good, uh, dude. He has. Yeah, I I can't praise him enough with those short roll passes stuff. But he yeah. had a drive and kick in this game that was just beautiful. Porzingis did. I almost wish there was just a Willie cam. I think I would subscribe to it. <laughs> like the TNT mosaic thing where they're like, here's a one backboard cam, the other backboard cam, the LeBron cam, and then the Willie Cully style. Like, cam. give me a give me a a two ninety nine option. <laughs> two ninety like, like Twitter blue. <laughs> two dollars and ninety nine cents. It's an option of just a Willie cam. On the bench, playing wherever it is, like they call the game it the, the, the Trill Tree Pack, the Trill Three Pack. <laughs> I just, but you know what? What what makes it so entertaining and funny? Because at this point, I'm just laughing at some of the plays, and I'm just like, I texted Nick, I'm like, dude, I'm just dying over here at the jump hook. You know, they hit to kind of the top of the backboard. He had a drive against Paul George at one point, and then out of nowhere, never fails. Here comes a dribble move up and under, lefty scoop. scoop. The goes jelly. in and I'm like, here we go. This is the full Willie experience right here. <laughs> Absolutely. So he he did he did some good things in the fourth. And here's Jason Kidd's thinking, at least from what I can assess. Who kills the Mavericks every single time they play the Clippers? Even it's a Zubots. Kills the Mavericks every single time. Reggie Jackson as well. Reggie Reggie Michael Jordan Jacksons. I'm just going to call him that every time he plays the Mavs. Zubots kills the Mavericks every single time. It's like 18 and 20, 18 and 15, like every single time. And Dwight gets killed by those bigger bigs. He just gets absolutely destroyed down low. They needed somebody a little bit longer, a little bit bigger. You're not going to throw Boban out there. I can hear everyone right now in their car saying, what about Moses Brown? He, Jason Kidd apparently doesn't think Moses Brown is ready for any playing time that matters at all. So Neither does Brad. <laughs> Neither does Brad. <laughs> uh, but, but so he puts in Willie. He's, he's going to try something different. It's He's basically picking the lesser of two bad options in, in Kidd's <laughs> mind because those are his options. He's like, all right, who am I going to who am I going to put out there? Dwight? who gets destroyed by Zubats every time or Willie who may have a shot, but may also, you know, space out every once in a while. So he picks Willie Colley Stein plays him the 17 minutes that Dwight usually plays. Dwight only played nine minutes off the bench for the Mavericks in this game. And they go with Maxi and Porzingis hard as the, the big men duo, which they should have. And it, it worked for them. Uh, but that was his, that's his, that's his thinking in that. Uh, is that yeah. he, he probably agrees with you that Willie does better in those those short roles. I thought they were going to have to do that a lot more, breaking the trap and having somebody at the free throw line and Willie making decisions. He thought maybe that. And then 
possibly better defense. He re- Willie redeemed himself a little bit there, but the first half was just. Oof, yeah, he's like your, you know, gets his arms up, jumps. Can I tell you something I think is overrated? And obviously, I'm probably wrong in this because I'm not an NBA coach or anything. There's team something sp- team specific twitters. There's some, <laughs> there's something that I feel like a lot of teams and a lot of coaches do that I just don't think it's worth doing. Challenging is, in the third quarter? <laughs> no, not that. It's putting the big man on the the guy who's inbounding the ball. I just think it's so overrated. I don't think it makes that big, big of a difference. They can't hug the guy. They have a they have a link, and it's just for me. And this is why I'm not a coach, obviously here. But for me, I would rather have a, another guy on the floor who is defending another wing, another guy that is more you want a free of, safety, a free safety type of either let's double team. Let me put the guy who's inbound to the ball with one second left. The guy who's guarding Paul or whoever it is that's inbound the ball at that point, just have them both following Paul George everywhere they go. And, or like at least be the free safety route, like trying to go to the nearest guy. And so that's just the route I would go. Just dumb me over here. I just see teams do this all the time of putting taco in or Boban or whoever it is just to guard the ball. And I'm like, I feel like we're just kind of wasting a defender. But. It worked earlier in the season against the Spurs, though. So I mean, it does work at at some points. But yeah, putting Bobon Bobon in blocked there, it, or I mean, it was it made it harder, and the pass was off, and then and so then it wasn't a it wasn't a clean shot for the Spurs, if I remember correctly. But okay. yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think I would rather have opinion. I would rather have another defender on Paul George too, so that when he bobbles the ball, there's somebody else there to swipe the ball away and be able to take it from him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyone else we didn't talk about? We talked about Maxi. Talked about Dorian. Talked about Porzingis a lot. I think we could still talk more about Porzingis. His finishing and cutting. It, cutting is his his biggest thing. Like that's the sometimes I think at the I think at the, towards the beginning of the season we were wondering what's KP good at. Like what is he even good at? I think definitely at the end of last season we were asking this question. Cutting. That's the thing he's really good at. Get him get him running downhill without the ball. Get him running side to side without the ball. He'll he'll catch the ball. He'll finish in traffic. He'll 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 do some good things when he's cutting. But cutting is something you you have to consciously like make yourself do that like require and this sounds really cliche and dumb here, but like <laughs> it requires more effort, you know, like than it's just about drive. It's about the- power. We stay hungry, we devour. So Put when he's work. playing Put like free hours. and he's excited and he's having fun. It gives you that extra jolt of energy and like, all right, well, I'm going to keep running. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to cut to the basket. They had that, you know, that play in the fourth. I think it was the fourth. Could have been overtime to where Dorian's at like the free throw line area. He kind of bobbles the ball and he turns around and KP's like circling around him. And he, he just does the, the kind of handoff to KP cutting and KP does like one, like halfway Euro step and dunks the ball. It was a big play of the game, but that's the, like KP didn't have to cut there. Like KP could have stayed at the top of the key and waited for a three point shot, but he chose to cut. And that's, that that's huge. Whenever we can get KP going downhill. Are you ready for some uh, infuriating market Marcus Morris comments after the game? Oh, Oh really? Marcus Morris on Luka Doncic. The refs don't even let me breathe on him. Marcus Morris on the Mavs. You beat somebody enough. It leaves a bad taste in their mouth. We beat them all the time, bro. What? Did the Jokic brothers get to him? Like, what made him? I had the ultimate brain fart today where I saw that Marcus Morris was back in the lineup, and I said, oh, he's back from his whiplash against Jokic. That's the other one. That's Markeith. <laughs> That's the other one. 
Oh my gosh, what a game. What a, what an absolute game. What else? Anything else? I mean, I don't want to I kind of don't want to finish this pot. I enjoy doing these after games like this. Um I I want to finish it. It's 2 in the morning and <laughs> <laughs> I uh I'm trying to find this Marcus Morris quotes now because now it's not worth it. Guys, there you go. Thanks for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every single day. Make Lockdown Fantasy Basketball with the great Josh Lloyd your second listen. I can't wait to hear what he says about the Mavericks in this one. Go make it your second listen. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Guys, programming note. Tomorrow. Say it. Say the thing. Say the thing. One more thing. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> programming note for a lot of you guys here in america uh, tomorrow is thanksgiving and uh we're going to take thursday off from the pod so there'll be no pod that comes out on thursday as you're watching the lions and bears and that, oh my. that great quarterback matchup in that uh, that game but we'll be back with a good pod for friday so when you go Ooh. out shopping for black friday we have we we have a black friday shopping trade shopping pod that's coming up of uh what's some bargain deals around the league that uh the Mavericks could go out sniffing looking for a, a good trade absolutely there you go thanks so much for listening to like on maps Peace out. boom